As husbands, listen, the longer we're married, the more questions we're going to have. And I know for me, the first few days of my marriage were both exciting and weird. And, you know, being transparent, I didn't know how to be. No, not just know how to be a husband, man. I didn't know how to just be like how to to exist, how to to live even in the same space with this woman who the Lord gave me now, you know, for the rest of my days. And, you know, coming from having, you know, my own routines as a single man uh, that were very normal to me were now awkward for us, for her. (laughs) And building a business was, you know, yeah, that was weird for me too, because I had always held a nine to five. I'd always had multiple jobs uh, at the same time, a full-time and a part-time in many cases. And then you add ministry to it, man, you talk about feeling like a fish out of water. Yeah. So, you know, when men have pressure because all this newness and all these challenges and all these things that come up as husbands, as married entrepreneurs, pressures are going to come. And when pressures come up, have a very weird way of making old temptations um, familiar go-tos. And in this episode, my friend, uh, he's an elder statesman, uh, Peter, Peter Pendell, who has walked the path of marriage, providing for his family, serving in ministry as he continues to do this day. He gives great insights for us as husbands, whether newlywed or been married for decades. He has great insight. So, so, so who is this for? Well, this is for husbands who need encouragement and they struggle with explaining the ins and outs of entrepreneurial frustrations. How will this help you, brothers? Well, by recovering the fundamentals of guarding your heart from the temptations that often come from pressures. And you know why this is important? Because too many of us don't talk openly. Let's be honest, because we don't talk transparently about how we're feeling. Or what we really think, even as we're building this out together. But this episode is going to help you to do that. All right. So let's get into it. Let's go. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question, and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go. All right. This is O.L. Buckley of the Married Pernod Life Podcast. This is where we help mission-minded married entrepreneurs, those who want to get more clarity, who want to get more income, but above all of that, they really want to leave a lasting impact. I am Owo Buckley. My wife, Sway Buckley, will not uh, be with me on this particular episode, but I do have a very special guest that I'm excited to bring to you all, to introduce to you all. This is 
uh, a man that I've met some time ago and has been and continues to be um, a great support um, counsel here and uh, just a great friend that uh, the Lord has blessed me to come to know. And I'm excited about having him here on this episode. His name is Peter Pendell. Peter, welcome to the Miracle Life Podcast. Yeah, it's a great privilege to be with you. Uh, I was looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. I'm so glad that um, we're able to do this because I know that there is indeed a great um, a scope and span of insight that you're able to, to share and to provide and to help um, from your uh, experience. And we've, we've had the privilege of being able to sit down. And I remember one of the first times we got to sit down and talk, it was my wife, your lovely wife, as well as my mother-in-law. We were sitting down having hamburgers and just sort of swapping stories. And so uh, I got to learn quite a bit about you and your family, and I'm excited to share that with our audience today. This episode is really going to be um, focused particularly on men, on husbands, um, and the the varying uh, roles and responsibilities that we all have. Many who will be listening to this and are and and do listen to the Mayor Planner podcast, they are um, in the business sector. Uh, um, their husbands, their wives, obviously, who even listen to this episode of uh, uh, podcast. But I'm sure they'll be listening to this episode as well, sharing it with their husbands. And many are working uh, in various aspects of ministry as well. So I know that this is going to be a great, great time together. Just as a point of, you know, establishing a little bit of understanding and background, can you share with us, Peter, a little bit about your background, how long you have been married, children, years in ministry, and just sort of give us a little bit of that context? Sure. Been married 54 years this uh, June 29th. Not easy to be married. Everybody on the broadcast knows that, but I wouldn't change it for anything, neither would my wife alone. She's a precious uh, gift from God. And then we have a daughter and a son in that order. Both came as surprises during my education. So we didn't catch on to some things very quickly, I guess, but we're glad of God's timing. Our daughter has two children, the uh, eighth grader and a sixth grader. So we have... Uh, they're, they're just about 15 minutes away from us, so we take part in their life a lot. Our son is a trucker for uh, Walmart and doing well. He's uh, with us a couple days a week, a couple nights a week, but the rest of the time he's in his truck. So that's our life. Wow. That's, um, you, you, you've, been, you've seen a lot, married 54 years, two children, um, grandchildren, and... I, I, I just want to kind of set something up here as we go into um, our talk in time. Um, you've traveled and been around. I believe you were in the military, if I'm not mistaken. Was yeah. it the Air Force? Refreshment? I was in the Air Force for four years. That's where I became a Christian and uh, transformed my life. Came home from there, junior college. Uh, and then uh, Ilona and I met. We were married at the end of junior college. I was in the real estate business, was going to take over my dad's business in Washingtonville, New York, and Ilona was teaching school. So we anticipated staying right there and not going anyplace else. 
and sense that God wanted me to be in pastoral ministry. So that led to college, finished college and seminary and so forth. Excellent. And a church in New York State for six years and then down in New Jersey for 30 years. Truly amazing. Um, just the way the Lord, the Lord orders our steps. What's the farthest nation you've been in uh, for ministry? From the okay. U.S. Kazakhstan. <laughs> Probably Kazakhstan. In the, the Far East, I, you know, I was in Japan in the service. But then since then, I've been connected with a mission agency that I traveled some with. So Africa, um, China, Kazakhstan. That's probably the farthest. It's been a real privilege to travel. I love it. Africa got into my blood back in 1987 and uh, never stopped. Wow, what a blessing. Amen. Um, let's, let's sort of frame our conversation uh, in, in, two, in two prongs, if you will. We'll talk about a man and his time, and then we'll go into a man and his treasure. And I know even as I was even thinking about our discussion, really they're connected because <laughs> whatever's our treasure is going to get our time. And so right. there's no question about that. But I do want to break this down and just um, hear from you and just get your insight. So, so oftentimes we, I think generally speaking, just as people, but in some unique ways, in many unique ways as husbands, as fathers, um, providers, <laughs> pastors, what have you, there's always this tension of feeling like there's not enough time. Why, why do so many uh, husbands and fathers feel the tension of there not being enough time, and particularly when it comes to our work and our family? Big issues, big questions. Most of what I know today, I've learned by my own mistakes. So I wouldn't put myself in the place of people who are younger and right in the midst of all that. But I think there's more than one answer. I think uh, the simple answer is that good men want to do everything right. Uh, you know, they are they're conscientious. They're responsible. They want to do the best job they can at work. Uh, they want to take care of their family. They know that God has charged them with uh, both. And so they, they really, it's a good thing that they have a struggle because it should be a struggle. But the darker side is that work and ministry uh, give us greater applause than taking care of the family. Just the way it is, you know. <laughs> you don't feel special at home as you do when you've uh, led in a strategic plan and somebody's saying, oh, that was great, that's wonderful, or you've been preaching from the Bible, um, that makes us feel more fulfilled, uh, like we're making a difference. And besides that, that's where we get our income. So, you know, there's the, there's the good stuff going on, and, the, and then the not-so-good stuff that causes attention. Yeah, I, I appreciate your, your honesty in even your just forthcoming saying, hey, listen, there's supposed to be a struggle, not just that there's going to be, but there's supposed to be a struggle. And that 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 struggle is um, is not proving that we're not trying to do something or do our, you know, manage our responsibilities rightly. But but it's a reality. 
And then there's that side of it um, that you even mentioned, sort of that darker side of it about the immediate, the immediacy of the applause and obviously the compensation and so forth. And I, and I can so identify that because I feel like oftentimes, even as a husband, you know, serving even by vocationally in ministry as well as in business and wanting to provide for my family as well as tend to, yeah. you know, to, to the Lord's church, it's, um, it, it's because it's a struggle, those little uh, applauses and, and, and compensations, it's, it's almost like the immediate payoff. But when it comes to family, sort of in the ordinariness of everyday life, there's not that immediacy or seemingly of, of a payoff, of reward. I think that's yeah. what you're saying is that we kind of gravitate towards the reward that we, that quicker response. So, I remember Becky Pippert one time saying that she'd go out on the road and speak for InterVarsity Press and uh, she'd be a big deal. And then she'd have to come home and change the diapers. so what are you going to gravitate to (laughs) right right it's pretty pretty obvious yeah it is 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 the concept of work-life balance um as we often hear i know i've heard it in the business world um you hear it even in you know um ministry is sort of these best practices to attain and achieve this sort of work-life balance, is that sort of just a notion? Is it actually something attainable or is it like a mirage that we're just taught to pursue? It sometimes seems like a mirage, but I, I think part of that's because we, we strive for perfection in both areas mm-hmm. and we're never going to make that, you know, we're always going to be uh, reconsidering and recalibrating. So I think part of it is get rid of the idea of perfection. It's just not there. That doesn't mean that we give up trying, but, the perfection is not there. I think the other thing, and I have learned this late in life, is if we establish our priorities and then try to meet them, I see this as a one big bucket that we have to take care of, but we get our priorities right. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is that, in my mind, the family is not our first priority, nor is the corporation, nor the church. Um, one of the things that, that I've learned late in life is that really pursuing our relationship with God is first. Yeah. That doesn't make the other areas unimportant, but if knowing God is our first priority, then the results will be seen in our work, in our family. I really believe that with all my heart. I wish I'd learned it sooner. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's sobering, and um, that's, <laughs> that's real and that's right. And I, yeah. I, I appreciate you pointing out that that sequence of priority for us. Um, do you find that when you have that time um, with God, that it that that there's a, a sort of second wind and grace that you have for those other areas? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, one of the things I've been really impressed with recently is a, a passage in Mark chapter three, where it says in verse fourteen and fifteen that He appointed that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Mm-hmm. I think what we do in our contemporary world, at least in my, my life, is we get the with and go out to preach and to uh, drive out demons. <laughs> and uh, we, I mean, we just run out of energy and power. And what we know, need more than anything else is to be with him 
And then as Paul says, to know him. Mm -hmm. Spend time with him to know him. I'm not talking about hours and hours every day. I'm just talking about that as a priority. Let that play out. And then I think we'll have what we need to go out and do what God has called us to do. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like this is what you're saying, and, and help me out if I'm sort of off here. But as part of having that that time with God, as we think about our responsibilities as men and husbands and children, and you know the marketplace, if if, if that's what mm-hmm. the Lord has so many men who listen to this podcast, as well as those who are serving in ministry. Would you say that it's important for us to accept our own finitude? Oh, yeah. In fact, that's, that's all a part of uh, not striving for perfection. We recognize who we are. We learn how to apologize, learn how to forgive, uh, realize it doesn't depend upon us, not our strength, but that uh, trying to get that growing relationship Christ is a, a reminder of that. But, but, you know, we admit that we're finite, but then we try to train more effectively. We go to classes, we go to courses, we, mm-hmm. we go to seminars, we invest more time to try to reach towards um, perfection. Mm-hmm. All the while, there's a, there's a benefit in those things. This isn't the ultimate answer. So let's take this now what was just shared and let's transition to a man and his treasure. Okay. Um, and as we even were mentioning prior to even beginning this episode, just as you and I were talking, we we're talking about how treasure and time are obviously intertwined, but for, for the guy who wants to be more godly husband, um, while also wanting to be, you know, um, a better provider, uh, be more present with his family, um, where should he? Pri- where should his primary treasure be? Yeah, it's kind of surprising to me that this is the case. But I quote John Piper when I say that that Christ should be my primary treasure. And it's almost a matter of, uh, it's a foundation on which to stand to take care of the other priorities. And then secondly, my family, and then my work. Um, The reality is, though, that the time committed to each of those might not reflect the priority as we typically think of it. But the priority has to shape my use of time and my opportunities and my decisions. (laughs) That sounds kind of evasive, I know. But I think it's basic. No, I, I, I appreciate that response um, because I think oftentimes, especially in the world in which we live today, I think if things sometimes sound more uh, complex, uh, that somehow that means that it's more profound, um, more useful. God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. I think, That's right. I, I think that use of really seeing him as our treasure just has a cascading effect positively in all those other areas of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. So, so thank you for that. It, it, um, 
what is if it's done the right way i'm i have my priorities in the sense of my greatest treasure and obviously everything in their proper place and order at the risk of sounding too uh maybe oversimplified if it's done the right way what could that look like in a very day-to-day practical sense you know boy this is so hard because my life now is so much easier than it was when i was driving to lead a church and be involved in missions and those kinds of things but having said that it really does vary with seasons of life yes but what's important is that it is their pursuit together. It's not just his, it's not just hers, but together they, they see this as uh, critical for them. They can't, they can't give up. But I think uh, that knowing his heart is a major source of strength and persistence for her. If she knows he's in this up to his eyeballs to keep this balance, to uh, take care of her and count her as treasure after Jesus, then I think she'll stick with it easier and she won't resent the things and they'll have the communication back and forth. So, man, it's hard. This is the hardest part of uh, married life along with work and ministry. But I, I think they can do it together, not perfectly. And then they adjust for the seasons of life. as They come and they go. So you're saying that it can be done if done together as well as making those adjustments as seasons of life dictate. Yeah. Uh, So, so, so what it sounds like you're saying is, is that it is possible for a husband to treasure both his wife as well as his calling without compromise. But not perfectly as long as we had that. Not not perfectly. perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. The compromise idea. Yes, there is a difference. Compromise perfection. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, I I believe it is. I I believe it is. I don't think we would have lasted 54 years. It wasn't. I really don't. I got more education. We had children. I went overseas. uh, And Ilona doesn't resent any of that. And I did not do that perfectly. In fact, I burned out. Back in 2001 and had some real recognizing that I had to do it what I was doing with my priorities. So even in the midst of nearly burning out, I guess they should say, uh, we're married today and we love each other and, and we treasure each other. So encouraging, so helpful. Um, I, I, I want to sort of land this plane um, and just sort of open up the, the, the passageway, if you will, for, for you to, to offer to our men, uh, husbands, entrepreneurs, <laughs> ministers, <laughs> what would be the, if you, as you look back, if you will, and there's so much life, Peter, for you to look forward to. Um, but 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 what what is sort of that one lingering thing that as you sort of glance into the rear view, 
I often think about the rearview mirror on the driver's side. It says objects in mirror are closer than they appear. What <laughs> things? Right. What things have you? Or what thing? I'll, I'll, I'll just say that. Um, you can answer this how 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 you will. Have you gladly left in the past, but you have to be mindful of its potential to impact um, your your the, the trajectory of let's just say your success going forward, um, your consistency that the momentum of consistency that you've acquired to this point. What thing, even at this stage of your life, would you say you know? If I let up, <laughs> this can sort of come from the rear um, and you can answer it however you will. But just something that that us as others coming up, you know, um, with all the different responsibilities should be mindful of as it pertains to family and our walk. Yeah. I think the most important thing comes from the Proverbs. And that is to guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life. I remember camping as a teenager, we'd go off to this, I don't know, some kind of a shack, but there was a, a spring of water there. And the water was pure and it was good. And uh, as a result, it was life-giving. I need to do that with my heart. So whatever I allow to come into my, my heart has the potential to either trip me up or to keep me going. And uh, that's a major priority for me. And that means controlling my time on social media. Uh, that means uh, saying no at first glance to something that pricks my conscience. Uh, you know, the reels on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I got watching one one day and I realized I shouldn't be watching this thing. It wasn't <laughs> pornographic. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But I know, I know that fascinating myself with something like that leads to the next thing. So I, I just have to say, no, I don't, I don't need that. I'm fine. I can find laughter other places. That's the heart. It's the heart has to be guarded. And uh, somehow communicate for me to Ilona that she is more precious than anything else. And uh, one of the things we've been doing recently is I take her on mystery rides. Mm. Yeah, I can't tell you how good that is for her or for me. And the mystery rides are usually where we've lived. Um, and there's something very refreshing about living and rerunning the films from the past and actually going to those places. So it's, it's just special. And a surprise for, for her tells her that I thought about it, that I planned it. Um, and she hears the love coming through. So kinds of things, guard the heart, and then do whatever registers for her as a as, uh, you're precious to me. So she knows it. That is so helpful. Uh, thank you for sharing that. We're going to land the plane here. I sure. so appreciate your time, Peter. Uh, thank you for even agreeing to this. And that last point of insight about the mystery rides, that's going to be useful, I'm sure, for a lot of men who are listening to this podcast. And I'm even going to incorporate that as well. And you said to make sure that she knows. Yeah. That she's, I want to quote you right. I think you meant um, cherished, love. Yes. That was the essence of what you were communicating. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you so, thank you so much, Peter, for your time. Blessings to you and your wife. Hey, uh, thank you. It's been a privilege. God bless you. Bye for now. 
Okay, so here we are now, my brothers. All right, this is part of what we call enjoying the journey together. This is where we give you two actionable practical steps so you can see traction fast, man. All right, so three things I want to give you, three steps I want to give you that are helpful for me, and I'm confident these will be helpful for you as well. In light of everything we just talked about, everything you heard in this interview, Number one, I want to encourage you to cultivate a devotional life of word and prayer. Listen, as you are building out this business, as you two are building out this legacy together, having that devotional life of word and prayer that is independent from your wife. So I know that there's praying that you two do together and you ought to and you should, but there needs to be that time that you, my brother, have where you really get before the Lord and really just get before him with you, with the word of God open and in prayer. And this is a time, man, for you to be refreshed in the word uh, and in prayer. And this needs to be uniquely your time. Even if it's just five simple minutes, I want to encourage you to carve that out. All right. Secondly, cultivate, uh, or should I say initiate, um, leading a devotional time with the two of you um, to talk about God's faithfulness in the various seasons of the past even, and then pray together and hug. Listen, as you initiate this, brother, she's going to recognize that. And that is one of the key ways you and I can step up our leadership in our marriage, in the marketplace, as we're building this out together, and even in ministry. You take the lead in the two of you coming together uh, to pray and really to talk about and encourage one another. And you initiate it. It's leading by initiation. You don't have to say everything. You don't have to make it a monologue where she sits down and listens to you talk for 40 minutes. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying, though, you want to initiate and say, hey, let's just sit down. Get a cup of coffee, you get some tea, and let's just talk um, about God's goodness and God's faithfulness, even over the past season, and pray together, even if it's just for a couple of minutes, and then embrace and hug one another. That's going to be very, very helpful for you in leadership. And then third and finally, I want to, I want to say to you, man, um, take up a, a, a covenant with your eyes and with your ears to guard your heart from the temptations that often the pressures of business and of ministry can weigh on us, even over a period of time. And we can find ourselves easily slipping or drifting away in the subtlest and slightest of ways. So I want to encourage you to take up a covenant with your eyes and with your ears, man, to guard your heart uh, from the temptations that are often brought about from the rigors of business building and business building together. So these three steps, as you practice them, you're not going to do them every single day or get, the, get them right all the time. But as you practice them, you're going to start really seeing traction in your, your way of thinking, in your leadership, in your marriage. And I guarantee you, man, <laughs> she's going to take notice of this. And this is going to have a great impact as you two build together and give you the kind of confidence that you can lead in a way that is honorable 
in a way that is compassionate and in a way that is effective. All right. So for more insights like this, you can go to marypreneurlife.com and listen. Till next time, you know the deal, man. Keep living purposefully, powerfully, and profitably in sync. All right. Peace, y'all. Ready to drop them bars, hubby? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, we here. Hi, girl. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's like, hmm, okay, it's OL and Sway back again. Another episode, press play, now you in. Motion to build out your legacy. Family imply your marriage plus ministry. The content is real life in real time, yep. Mm -hmm. A little more to help you both soar and step. Same page where we know you want to be. And know it's not as easy as one, two, three. It's more like three, two, one. Where you got to plan your work, work your plan and have fun. And anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like, make this reviewable. Anything you two will call to is doable. Hit subscribe, press like make it reviewable peace peace anything you call to is doable press subscribe press like make this reviewable for the people in the back <laughs> that's a wrap guys maybe let's see if it was recording